Welcome back to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me. UK ants behind the scenes, bruv. It's a cool thing, still. Ghost, a very special episode this week, man. Tell them what we're working with. Man, we had to go back into the underrated realm of skateboarding where the talent is popping, but not necessarily the recognition it deserves. But so hyped to get Kevin Braun on the pod. Just been holding it down heavy. You probably know him from Pyramid Country, Santa Cruz videos. The dude's always turning heads. You know what I mean? Anytime I see his name in a video, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to tune in. His Pier 7 part was fucking such a joy to watch. So much rewatchability. I catch myself. Just I, You know when you love the song so much, you just go back to the part over and over. This is one of those for me. Uh, pleasure to have him on the pod. He told us he listens to the pod, so that was dope. Big Kevin Braun things. Then we take him you know, straight to the post office. Or all y'all loose balls be calling in. We love it. <laughs> Wrapping it up with a little NFL and NBA talk, man. Is Brady back? Is Rogers done done? <laughs> it's wild in these streets. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at the Bunt Live. Hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Bunt. And then head over to our website, thebuntlive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. The ghost does the dirty work so we don't have to. You filtered through every single second of skateboarding released this week. And what did it lead you to? Oh, man. This week was uh, a fun week. Actually, the homie, well, maybe not homie. I briefly met this dude, but whatever. We'll <laughs> call him a homie just because uh, nice dude, absolute shredder, Manny Lopez. Dropped a little two-minute ting for Thunder Trucks. Uh, you, I peeped that over at Free Skate Mag. Met him at P-Rod's Park, and he was just, like, fakie healing the fucking pyramid and just flying around the whole park. Super, maybe the double set. I can't remember anymore, but Shredder. And it was sick to see him get down and dirty in the streets, man. Real one. And then one other shout-out. I want to give a massive shout-out to Ryan Desenzo, who fucking went crazy at the uh, tender age of 36 homie just went buck wild in street league in the super crown came fourth i really thought he should have came third but that big flip by chris joslin i thought got scored a little too high but anyways uh ryan you fucking killed it all weekend in rio de janeiro hats off to you and one other shout out big shout out to funa nakayama who i thought should have won 
the uh, street league women's section with that gap to nose blunt held on with all the pressure in the world sure it was a little sketch but i think it added to the clip um just incredible skating down there uh in rio shouts to everyone hell yeah so the list heard round the world dropped two weeks ago we gave the people a week off you know just to just to let everything settle but we are back i don't know the answers i don't know where the ghost is going with but i sent him top five switch flips switch flippers so it's not just one single like we do our bracket styles it's just you know a career of switch flips so rank them baby five to one top five switch flippers of all time safe as b list is back and i'm ready for it oh <laughs> let's go baby we popping off once again all right at number five it ain't a popularity contest but this man has got him fucking down the biggest gaps you've ever seen that's furby baby oh Whoa. if you don't know who that is yeah google him son Furby, number five. Number four, we're going back in the time machine. Absolute legend of sin. If anyone disagrees with this one, you can come see me because I got a knuckle sandwich for you. Yeah, that's Keenan Milton. You get oh. over the okay. table. You already know what the fuck it is down sack triple. Yeah, that's right. All right. At number three, <laughs> I know ain't no one arguing with this either. It's Shane motherfucking O'Neal. Yeah, he did it on the Heathker chart, towing off the fucking car shit motorcycle thing you know what i'm talking about can do it into every damn grind in the world mm -hmm. clean as a whistle Versatile. triple sets all right then at number two oh y'all might spicy. think he's number one but i'm gonna have to bump him down to two but that's stefan janowski oh, oh my god my. switch flip down fucking everything over bar hops into crooked grinds on rails into back 50s you know what the fuck it is it's stefan janowski an all-time great at so, number one hold on one second hold on one second the people <laughs> i think when we announced this list would have just assumed that that was number one stefan janowski easily you know the first name that comes <laughs> to mind so you're about to crack some craniums and sprinkle them with something, baby. Who do you have at number one? Seifa, the list maker, Benson. Let's hear it. I, I can already hear or see the fucking Instagram comments coming for me. But if you really go do your research and look at this man's top switch flips he's ever done, no one really does them quite like this man. It's Bunt alumni Nick fucking Trapasso. You get me. Don't ever step to me. Don't ever fucking step to me, y'all. It's Nick Trapasso. Oh my God. Suffer the joy switch flip down the 12 or 13. Smacks the shit out of his back foot. But the one I love the most, I think it's in his shit i forget what part but we'll post it on instagram <clears throat> he basically looks like he came out of a yoga class he stretched his front leg out so fast and so far uh yeah it's nick trapasso man couple special honorable mentions rodrigo tx wade d cody mack gustav p-rod morgan smith the list goes on but that's my top five and deal with it you get me 
the ghost has done it again i expect absolutely zero comments nothing but thumbs up and green check marks safe as b-list top five switch flippers of all time all right ghost you know what time it is kevin braun in the building without further ado we haven't used that line in quite a while so i thought it was you know perfect timing <laughs> order us some pizza baby Oh man, after that list, I'm gassed just like Michael Irvin after his fucking playmakers thing. I'm sweating. I need a fucking. I burned some calories, so I deserve to put even more in me. Get me a fucking Frank's best, a spicy pep god, and maybe a Dr. Pepperoni on the side, just because why not? You get a couple chocolate chip cookies too, and a ginger ale. Fuck it. Just because why not, baby? Maddie Matheson, tell them what we're working with when we order Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. Kevin Braun, let's get into it. All right, y'all. We got Kevin Braun in the building today. What's cracking, man? Not too much. Just chilling. Fucking right. So, <laughs> you know, we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment favorite sports moment probably was being in sf when the warriors just won the uh championship recently Ooh. that was pretty epic hell yeah a big one yeah that was pretty dope everyone just flooded the streets in the mission and yeah just partying it was fun good Did time they win in, was that in i can't remember was that in boston that they won or i think it was in boston yeah you guys just held it down back home yep had you to be done. got to man yeah <laughs> <laughs> didn't we we won in SF when the Raptors won they were in Golden State weren't they yeah yeah Damn. just had to remind them just real quick eh? yeah. you know <laughs> we only got one man I gotta I gotta remind everyone yeah <laughs> and then uh and then skate moment yeah I feel like just I don't know having the opportunity to like travel abroad like all of those times just being in Europe has been like really special getting to experience all these different cultures and foods and like meeting different people like being out and abroad just from like skateboarding is pretty like mind-blowing to me so all those all those experiences have been pretty cool maybe like stepping off the plane in barcelona for the first time like that was pretty crazy yeah that one will fuck you up yeah that was a trip so take us back to the beginning kev where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating um i grew up in naperville illinois it's a suburb of chicago it's one of like a million suburbs in Illinois and I think I got into skating from like playing like like the first Tony Hawk pro skater game with my brother we were just like Sick. playing that super tough on N64 and uh I was just like fuck that looks really cool like I want to learn how to do that <laughs> you know like it sounds hella corny but <laughs> that's like how it went down I think and uh yeah I think we had like a shitty like like Tasmanian Devil board in our garage, like from the Looney Tunes, like Taz. Yeah, yeah. And then I think I was just like fucking around on that for a little bit, and then convinced my parents to like get me a real skateboard eventually, and uh, got the the ill Tony Hawk set up after that, the Birdhouse board. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that was like my first real board. <laughs> Man, who was your preferred character in Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Fuck, I don't remember. That was so long ago. Probably. I feel like I did Jeff Rowley a lot, and uh, oh yeah, I mean you got to give it up to Bob Bernquist too. He was sick. 
<laughs> he, had the, he had the Oakley shades on at all times. <laughs> yeah, that's a good so, question. So. I don't actually remember yeah. who I played at all. Probably some Kareem Campbell for me. Remo for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Jamie Thomas. Yeah, the Chief was in there. Sick. Had to be the Chief, man. <laughs> what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry? I think this Pyramid Country video we filmed called Exeter was probably the first, like... I feel like it was the first time, like, a lot of people probably saw me skate or, like, saw, like, a real video part from me. And mm-hmm. I think that one... That was, like, the first time I think I had filmed a video part for, like, that wide of an audience, I would say. Like, and that was, like, a special project to be a part of. We worked on that for a long time, and we, like, traveled a bit for it. And I don't know. It was, like, some of the best times of my life filming for that video. And it came out, and I think it, I don't know, it seemed like it had, like, a pretty good response and stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, probably that video. Sick. Yeah, I remember that one coming out, not really knowing what I was pressing play Mm -hmm. on. And then yeah, all of a sudden... Your nolly heel boarding, nolly flip back lifting, that huge rail. I'm just like, yo, the fuck? That, that stuck in my brain for sure. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that was probably the best I ever felt on a skateboard, was like filming for that video. That was like yeah. before my body started getting all fucked up. Yeah. How long ago was that now? I was like young and could just like jump down all the stairs. Um, I don't even remember. I'm pretty bad at like keeping track of dates and years like that. But yeah, same. But, probably somewhere yeah. around like eight years ago or something maybe a little longer i'm not sure You're definitely flying down Damn. shit in that one yeah <laughs> oh, kind of yeah. just jumped down everything at that point like it didn't really <laughs> didn't really phase me at that <laughs> like when i was that young yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit didn't hurt like For it sure. does now and didn't have any like serious injuries before then so i wasn't wasn't like overthinking much you know it's kind of just skating everything for sure well fast forwarding now Luckily, you have the skill to put together a full low-impact part. Not everyone can do that. Uh, your Pier 7 part, one of my favorite parts this past year. Thanks. Uh, where did that idea come from, and how fun was it to put that one together? I think the idea com- uh, the idea came from just the pier being, like, skatable again without that shitty wood on top of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge shout-out to the dudes who, like, made that place skatable again big ups to them that was really epic they did that how'd that go down they just tore the wood off it yeah i i honestly like couldn't even tell you what exactly they did but i know it took a lot of work and i know it costed them quite a bit of money so just i don't know huge thank you to those guys for doing that it's pretty epic yeah i think after we just skated there like a few times i think like a couple people just talked to me about it or something like or just brought it up like my buddy brendan that i filmed it with and like I don't know, some other heads were like, dude, it'd be kind of sick if you, like, filmed a part there. Like, I don't know, I was just filming shit for Instagram and, like, having, like, a lot of fun skating there. You know, like, I was just genuinely, like, stoked to be skating there. It was, like, a cool time to be skating. It was kind of, like, the rebirth of that spot, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, I was down. So we, like, I think I just wanted to try it out for a week, you know? Like, just go there and, like, try and film as much shit as we could, like, within, like, the first week or two and, like, just test the waters to see if I thought it was, like, a doable thing you know to like film a whole mm-hmm. part there because so much has been done there already you know yeah. and that was like one thing i didn't want to do i was just like fuck i don't want to like film a whole edit of like shit that got done like you know 20 years ago or <laughs> something like that would suck. Yeah. just getting like i don't know getting like called out on the internet or some shit from that. <laughs> i just didn't want that but uh i don't know we 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 just chipped away at it for like a couple months you know and we got it done and i'm i'm pretty stoked on it like 
I think we filmed that in like three months, which yeah. was sick. Like we went there like several times a week. Some days we'd just show up there. I didn't even have a trick in mind most of the time. I'd just skate around for a while and like try to think of something eventually. Just trying tricks I've like never done before there, which was like cool, but also, I don't know. I definitely like had some freak outs. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and like that also comes with the territory of just skating the same thing for three months straight. Like that just kind of mm-hmm. drove me nuts eventually. <laughs> and manuals and ledges, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, manuals especially. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, for sure. Which yeah. clip took the longest? The uh, back 180 to switch nose manual fakie tray out, that was like a whole day. Damn. That was probably like f- like literally like five hours or like more. Like I tried that like all fucking day. It sucked. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I remember I was like laughing at a point, but I was just like told myself I was just going to keep trying it until I did it because it was like, I knew I could do it, but it, I don't know. It was just a fucking battle. It sucked. And when it was done, I was really stoked to go home. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <over>. <laughs> Bro, the back heel fakie man, he was fucking sick too. Yeah. You said you learned a couple tricks in that. That part? was the first time I did that trick, dude. And also, I'm pretty sure Joey Brzezinski did that like 20 years ago too. So sorry, Joey Brzezinski. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the one trick. I was like, oh shit! Like somebody showed me it like after it came out. I was like, oh fuck! I did not know that. <laughs> Uh, it was in some random edit i think i don't don't even remember what it was in but that's that's probably one of them that are abd so yeah that's all right yeah you've put out some heavy footage over the years via the pyramid country videos Uh, what's good with that squad these days man the the people need more is there ever going to be more pyramid country videos i'm not sure i'd really like there to be more of them i think a lot of them just got older though you know like they were older Mm -hmm. than me when I was doing it with them, and I'm 28 now, so a lot of them were at least like three or four, three or four years older than me. So they're in their 30s, a lot of them, you know. And in Arizona, it's not as like common to be, you know, making a living off skating or like even making any money from skating, you know. So they For they sure. were all working. We were, we were all working when we were making those videos in Arizona, you know. Those were those were like projects we were working on, like between work and like. Oh, just between life, you know, and yeah, people get yeah. older and, you know, skateboarding kind of phases out for some people over the years, especially when you're not in California and it's not like around you 24 seven. And those summers in Arizona are like so harsh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like comparable to a winter somewhere. It's just so hot. Like uh, it's such like a dramatic season that you like can't really do much outside because of like the extreme heat. Right. Mm-hmm. That's another thing to like take into consideration when you're talking about like people skating in Arizona is there's not much else to do in those summers besides like work and like get hammered at night, you know, like that's really (laughs) (laughs) like that's it. So like it's so uncomfortably warm outside. Like that's all you got. You're kind of just like kind of just taking full advantage of that air conditioning every day, you know. Well, we thank skateboarding. Thanks. uh, The pyramid country gang for what they did it'd be sick if they did something else but even if they don't it's fucking dope while it lasted hell yeah got a lot of love for those guys so you've been part of santa cruz for a long time now how'd that connection first spark um that was all thanks to andrew cannon so we both lived in arizona um i was getting boards from enjoy for a long time like when i was working on that exeter video and 
some of the other ones, and I didn't know if anything was like going to come from that. But Cairo Foster sent me enjoy boards for a long time, so shout out Cairo. That dude's done a lot for me. The homie. And I think it was either after that Exeter video or after one of the other ones, Cannon got the job to be the brand manager for Santa Cruz. And he hit me up. I don't remember. It was like a long time ago. But he hit, I don't remember if it was out of the blue or if we had talked about some things beforehand. But he basically like offered to have me ride for Santa Cruz, and he's making it sound like I would do some traveling and like make a little money and stuff, which I wasn't making any money from skating at that point, you know? And mm. I was kind of under some pressure, like, like I was pretty young at the time. I was like, you know, 19 or 18. I kind of just dropped out of college at that point too. And, uh, I was basically in a rut. Like I wanted to spend one year and see what could happen with skating to take off. That's like why I took a year off from college. And I don't know. I wanted to kind of level it up in that time. You know, I didn't want to just like have to go back to college in a year or something. I was, I was pretty over school. Was I'm yeah. not, wasn't doing well at it. And, uh, yeah. So I definitely like took him up on that opportunity, you know, because I was like, fuck man, if I can make any money, like that'll like, you know, make it look a lot better in the eyes of my parents, you know, like not like have them be all bummed on like my school, you know, situation yeah. and all this, you know, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I didn't want them to think I was just burning out in Arizona doing whatever with skateboarding, you know, mm-hmm. Cause that's a hard thing to like explain. That was a hard thing to explain to my parents when I was out there and they were all still in Illinois, you know, For sure. so, mm-hmm. so yeah, started getting boards from them and I went on the first trip I went on with them was like seven it was it just came up in like you know Instagram does those like memories or whatever like (laughs) where you like Mm -hmm. see photos it was like seven years ago or something I was like holy Holy shit that was a while ago dude (laughs) 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 that was was like my first trip we went to Detroit and it was uh me Blake Johnson Shariq and Shannon Dylan Williams and then Joe Perrin was filming. He's still, like, the media guy for NHS and, like, Santa Cruz especially. And then Matt Price was the team manager at that time. So that was, like, all of us in Detroit. And it was it was a really sick trip. I just had a really good... T- oh, Asta was on that trip, too. Sorry, Tom Asta was on there. So, yeah, I that was my first time meeting, like, any of those guys. Like, I was pretty fucking nervous, you know? I was, like, <laughs> had never really gone on a legit skate trip where somebody had, like, flown me somewhere or anything. I was kind of tripping, you know? So I went to Detroit met all those guys and just broke down with all of them. They were super cool. Like really like kind and cordial to me, like especially being like a newcomer in that group. So that, that like meant a lot. And yeah, we had a good time. We skated, got some footage and shit. They seemed like stoked and I was hyped to be a part of it as well, you know? So kind of just kept it going from then. That's I can't believe it's been like seven years though. It's pretty wild. It's sick, man. First time in the van. It's exciting yeah. shit. Yeah. So we consider you one of the most underrated shredders in the game the street cred is 100 percent. but is there any frustration that comes with being underrated i guess like i think like the biggest frustration for me is like and not like blaming this on anyone or like myself or anything is just like the financial situation of like pursuing skateboarding mm-hmm. like that shit's been a weird weird one for me so i i, I work part-time to like balance everything like i make a little money off skating you know but i work part-time as well at the thrasher warehouse and shout out those guys for letting me have a little job there it's been really awesome but um Mm -hmm. i guess that's just been the biggest thing for me is like i don't really care about being underrated or any of that i'm just stoked to be like 
involved in it you know like i'm i'm still looking at it like i'm a kid from illinois and like i never thought this shit would ever happen so i feel really grateful in that sense just to be like a part of skateboarding in any way right now especially with how many other people are doing it it's like there's a lot of competition i guess you could say there's just a lot of heads in the Mm -hmm. game so it's i'm just grateful to have like a little piece of it right now which is cool but um yeah i don't know it's just it's just hard to make like a, a decent living especially living in san francisco this is like one of the most yeah. expensive cities to live in in america right now <laughs> and it's yeah i love it here like I, I chose to live here it's on me you know what i mean but uh that's been the hardest part you know it's just trying to like I, I just want to be able to like save a little money you know like I, I could I could like break you know I could maybe like break even but I just want to be able to like save a little money so when skating's done I'm not like fucked <laughs> you know? yeah like, you got a little wiggle room yeah and that's that's like the goal like I'm not saving a bunch but like I just don't want to like when it's done be like broke you know so yeah no, I just sure. don't want to be like stupid with my money I don't want to like I just want to have like a somewhat mature perspective towards that you know that's what's up no, I feel you. We've we've spoke on that before. There's definitely like a one percent in skateboarding. It's a tough one to crack, especially with shoes, which we were yeah, talking for to sure. Tyler Surrey about. And uh, yeah, just listen to that one. That was a good yeah, one, man. It took him a while to to break in and and get his deal with New Balance, and he worked yeah. a little bit before. He's another underrated fucking absolute shredder. So He's definitely amazing. feel where you're yeah. coming from. But speaking of shoes, uh, you just signed with Ours Is Yours, joining Brian Herman, Bunt alum, and John Delo. Yeah. How hyped are you on that, man? What's what's the story there? I'm stoked. It's cool. It's like, I'm pretty excited to be a part of like something new, you know, like that part. I don't know. I feel like it's a cool time to be joining that team, you know? And I've looked up to Brian Herman skating like since I was a kid. I mean... Like Baker Three, come on, you know, <laughs> it's shit's timeless, you know. Yeah. And his stay gold part, especially for me, like he filmed like a whole part skating the tables, and that was so fucking cool to me. Like watching what he could do. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty short dude. I mean, to be like popping the flip tricks he was over him, you know, switch front healing and nollie inward healing like tables and shit. Like it's it's super impressive, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've just always been a huge fan of Brian. Like it's it's really sick to be a part of something with him. And D'Lo, I mean, his skating speaks for itself. That dude is on a whole another level. So he's actually the dude that got me involved with everything. He like put my name, gave them my name, you know, to hit me up and stuff. So shout out D'Lo for that. That's been awesome. The other dude, Dennis Martin, that's running it has been really cool. So that's awesome, man. What what do you guys have in store for us? I'm not sure. D'Lo's talked about like maybe doing some type of like small video or something I'm, I'm not really sure it's like still still getting things are still getting moving you know it's, that's like the gist I get from everything you know but they're definitely you know just working on the next collection it seems like all the time so they're, they're definitely keeping the ball rolling which is cool hell that's yeah what you want to hear well yeah. stoked for you man thank Stick you to see Appreciate you it. on on something like fully thank you yeah I'm stoked obviously we appreciate flow but Man's on your level. Deserve to be fully on a team here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Haven't, haven't done this in a while on the pod, but you, <laughs> you got to get the word over to Dennis. Studio, he needs a box. You get me. Yeah. <laughs> Ours is yours, man. Some of those kicks be looking fly. I had to go check uh, the Insta today. Hell, yeah. I'll holler at him. <laughs> <laughs> Proper. Proper.
blasphemy. This is madness. Dramatic pause. Madness? This is Sparta! King Leonidas, 300. This quote was brought to you by CHPO brand. Always doing it for the people. So we hear you're a bit of a walking oxymoron when it comes to health. Where it is you have all the gadgets for physio, stretching, etc., etc. <laughs> but you also can't get enough Big Mac and fries in you. Please make sense of this to us, man. I don't know about the Big Mac. I don't really eat McDonald's anymore. But uh, <laughs> No, you're done with it? Nah. They don't really have fast food like as easily accessible in San Francisco, which is like good and bad i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> no nah, that's it because a lot of the food spots out here are like i can see the frustration in you for a second there yeah it's cool because a lot of the food spots out here are like bomb and pop style which is like rad you're like giving you're giving the right people your money when you eat out a lot here which is good but uh mm-hmm. yeah like when i used to live in arizona and illinois like yeah i would i would eat way more fast food and stuff i still eat like a fat ass like for sure i'll get like <laughs> You know, like, I'll go out eating with the homies after we skate or something. I'll definitely be, like, the homie with the most calories on his plate, you know, so. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, I'm not afraid to eat a lot of food. I definitely, I have a hard time, like, leaving anything on the plate, you know. I, I like, finish everything. I have a pretty gnarly appetite. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. I fuck with that, too. We're right there with you. No soldier left behind. Yeah. You said earlier something about it hurts more to jump and shit now what what do you got going on the uh physio side of things i try to take like decent care of my body i I foam roll like before and after i skate pretty much every day um i stretch every night for like 10 minutes just a couple different stretches that i've been doing for a long time i always got like the uh percussion massager thing like the 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 hypervolt uh what are they called it's the other name for it like the theragun style thing yeah, on me yeah, like yeah. all the time always hitting that before and after skating and kind of trying to do like you know little warm-ups and like things to like make my body feel better the next day so i can skate tomorrow with less pain if that makes sense you know but mm-hmm. i'm not like a health guru or health nut by any means you know like i eat my <laughs> diet sucks and i don't know that's how i just try to compensate for that a little bit i guess you know just try to like stay limber try to like try to not let my legs get like too tight for the next day you know just try to keep the body feeling good and loose and like i don't know just not too tense and tight so i think it helps a lot with skating you know helps like keep you coordinated and all that too which is good for sure i'm like king of saying i'm gonna start stretching and doing all that shit you just said and not doing any of it and just yeah. you got the gun the warm-up just takes longer i got the gun but i almost never use it i might have to get that stretch routine off you man 10 minutes sounds doable yeah it's not that long but i just like yeah it's, it's easy <laughs> to everyone listening we promise we won't get too sidetracked here but uh i heard you're a huge lord of the rings fan aka nerd <laughs> want to get your thoughts on the new series rings of power i absolutely loved it but what do you think as a big lord of the rings fan dude i fucking loved it too it was sick <laughs> <laughs> i was down <laughs> yeah yeah lord of the rings of the shit dude that's, that's like my guilty nerdy pleasure so i was like tripping when that show came out i was fucking hyped bro no guilt no guilt needed lord nah, of the rings yeah. is sick man 
Yeah. I just, up. yeah, I don't know. Some people think it's corny. I'm, I'm fucking all about it. I think it's sick as hell. Dude, this day and age, there's no <laughs> guilt needed for anything, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm super hyped on it. <laughs> the sh- I think, like, the OG movies were better than the show, though. So. I'm, I'm actually about to rewatch the movies because we finished, uh, the show the other day and i was just so yeah. juiced that now we're yeah we're gonna watch all the og movies again Fuck i yeah. never watched the hobbit movies i think i watched the first one and i was like this is trash yeah me and my girlfriend just watched those like leading up to the show coming out because we didn't like remember them at all but yeah they're interesting i think i think like yeah like the original movies are the best ones though those are so sick yeah have you seen the extended editions no i wonder Dude. if they're on here are they on Disney Plus? I can't remember. I think they're on HBO Go or HBO Now, whatever that shit's called. Um, yeah. Dude, there's like an hour of like extra scenes in each of the movie. Damn. Jesus Christ. They're like How four old? hours long, Those movies long, did not dude. need an extended version. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> they're so long already. <laughs> but my nerdy ass, it's like the only way I can watch those movies now. Like, I love it. They're so like uh. drawn out and fucking crazy, but I'm, I'm down, dude. They're sick. <laughs> But yeah, you gotta you gotta watch the extended versions, dude. They're they're fucking tight. Oh, I, I will. I got I got the patience for that. I don't know about Donald because when I, I mean, this was maybe Donald. How long ago was this? Like fucking eight nine years ago. I forced Donald yeah, to maybe watch close them. to ten. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be like ready. You gotta yeah. You gotta you gotta take a take a nice piss before that starts. You gotta have your snacks ready. Like it's like you're going to the yeah. theater. Like it's a it's a long endeavor. Yeah. Well, Donald fell asleep during every movie. <laughs> I was trying to, but he still watched them, even though there's probably that's some not, massive gaps. Dude, that's literally no slight on Lord of the Rings. I fall asleep for every fucking movie. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I fell asleep in the movie theater on the first date with the girl I'm, like, have my son with and everything, like, snooze, snoring ruthlessly. <laughs> like, movies are just just too long, man. I just fall asleep, dude. That's how my, da- my dad falls asleep during everything I watch with him, too. He's the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't help it, man. Yeah. The other day, we were, like, looking to pick a movie on Netflix, and I was, like, being so picky. And she's like, you're literally going to last, like, seven minutes, so what the fuck does it matter? It's like, a good point. You could choose, you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> That's funny, but I do want to watch the show because I've I've seen all the movies, so I may as well. The show's yeah, no, you, it's you insane. Like I think I was reading something online. It's like the most expensive television show like ever made. Like they spent a Her stupid episode. amount of money making that show. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's something it's something to see. Yeah, I watched it at the same time as House of the Dragon, and I couldn't. It couldn't have made. I feel like I didn't like House of the Dragon, but it made me like it even less just comparing it to lord of the rings every time i'm like oh this yeah. is trash compared to lord of the rings. <laughs> i haven't finished house of the dragon yet i need to i need to get back on that i watched a few episodes and i i thought it was all right but once again i think the the original show was better yeah same yeah. until the last couple seasons fuck yeah. i said we wouldn't get sidetracked for too long sorry people at least there's no spoilers <laughs> you keep there. going here but, yeah uh, no spoilers <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah so watching all of your old parts over the last couple of days, you've had a few different looks over the years, much like <laughs> everyone has, but a little bit of hash, some fresh, and then the goddamn man bun, man. <laughs> the floor is yours to attempt to defend the man bun, man. What was the, what was the deal with that? Uh, I will never defend the man bun. That was a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that was, dude, that was such a gear crisis. I've had a lot of gear crises, like, throughout my life. <laughs> 
That's probably the worst one, though. That one's like, yeah, that that's one still haunts me, dude. It's very haunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. only one man bun in skateboarding that I tolerate, and that's Gustav. Because, like, yep. how can you not? He's just yep. 2G. You can't talk shit on Gustav, dude. He's, he's the yeah, best. Yeah, exactly. No. Had a little chuckle when the man bun came up in some of those older parts. Oh yeah, I, I challenge like an anyone asshole. to claim that they've never had a gear crisis in their whole life because we've all we've all been there. Oh yeah, it's part mm-hmm. of the game for sure. <laughs> Sometimes you got to blow it to realize what's good. Um, can you tell us about the time you watched Dave a bear slam bombing that hill in Novia? Oh my god, dude, <laughs> that was so heavy. <laughs> that was that's probably the worst slam I've ever seen in my life. Like. Have you, did you guys watch that part you've seen that clip where he wall rides the fence and goes down like it's it's probably like three blocks in a row just three street blocks in a row no hauling so much ass dude you guys gotta go back and watch that it's fucking insane basically he's he's like he just he like hits this spot up on the top of the hill and then he goes down it's on like really rough pavement and it's like probably the gnarliest hill bomb i've seen anyone like attempt in person and so we had three spotters for each intersection he's going past i think it was me jack curtain and somebody else i forgot who we're watching all the blocks he's like all the stop signs he's going past basically trying to block cars if they're coming in you know so he can Mm -hmm. go past i'm the last spotter so i'm all the way down at the bottom and i see he's coming in you know he's obviously hauling ass like i I don't know. I can't, like, describe how fast he's going. Like, it, you just have to, like, see that shit in person. You know, like, some of the hills in SF are fucking crazy. You know, you guys have seen the GX videos. Those dudes are, like, they're yeah. clearly going very fast. So, <laughs> he <laughs> he makes it, uh, he makes it down to my intersection. You know, he's, like, on the third one. And he is going, like, stupid fast at this point. And there's kind of a thing, like, when you're going downhill and then it flattens out. You know, it was intersections like that, so it's down and then mm-hmm. flattens out in the middle of the intersection. So by the time he reaches the flat part of the intersection I'm watching, he gets speed wobbles, you know, which happens oh, sometimes shit. when you're going that fast. So he gets wobbles and just coasts off his board, basically, you know, like loses it. He does a full, like, somersault across the whole intersection, like, basically front flips gets back on his feet and still has so much momentum after the first like front flip somersault thing he flips again and skimmed skimmed his bald head on the asphalt upside down on the last oh. part of the fall so like literally flipped like gets road rash on the top of his oh. head and then i think he like ran into this car too or something it all happened so fast but it was like the gnarliest slam i've ever fucking seen it was insane Walk i thought i thought he was going to be really fucked up but he got up and he was okay and it was fucking terrifying to watch though because i'm literally i'm like from me to you know the end of the wall he was that close to me yeah. you know? oh my god dude. and he gets up he gets up smiling you know he's all fire he's got so much adrenaline going from that you know like he's like holy shit and just the top of his head you just see this you just see this strawberry forming on the top of his head his bald ass head you know? oh. Fucking rest in oh. peace, dude. I miss that dude a yeah. lot. God damn it. Yeah. A Bear's oh. the best. Yeah, the, the Nolly Trey fucking 1 2 with him was sick, too, to open the Pier 7 part, man. Yeah, man. Had to pay a little homage to him. 
That's my guy. Miss him every day. Wow. So you mentioned it a little bit earlier. What's it like working in a Thrasher warehouse? It's pretty mellow, man. I'm just stoked to like have like um, a part-time job that's like somewhat in skateboarding and like around people and isn't like you know in customer service or a restaurant, you know, because those are all the jobs I worked mm-hmm. before that were like just restaurant jobs and random like customer service. I used to work at like Walgreens when I was a kid. Like that shit sucked. So it's it's a nice change of pace from jobs like that, you know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good crew of dudes. Like they're all super nice. They all skateboard. They all, you know, like and um, Tony at Thrasher is like really cool. Um, like if I need to take a little time off to go on a trip or something, he's like super, you know, down for that, which is really nice. You know, oh, that's perfect. And that's another hard one that I experienced at other jobs. It was hard, you know, taking a little time off to go on a skate trip or something because you know that just sounds stupid to most <laughs> most other people yeah. in the in the real world yeah. you know like so yeah, yeah i don't know for sure shout out those guys they're all all good people it's a really cool um work environment and i don't know i got nothing but nice things to say about everyone there it's awesome sick is the warehouse connected to the skate park are those in the same area they actually got rid of the skate park recently that was like right oh, when shit. i started working last year they got rid of it so the skate park the office and the warehouse are three different like this uh buildings okay yeah so like, yeah. even if it still was there it's not like you could have just popped in for your lunch break <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i never i never was like around for that so maybe <laughs> i'm not sure yeah. <laughs> that would be a sick little lunch break rip though that'd be cool <laughs> yeah i hate when a skate park that i want to go to that i've never been to is dust before i get a chance to touch it double rock yeah was sick. double rock was fun it was cool it's it's a bummer that it's gone it was like a really sick uh kind of like escape during like the rainy season out here because we'll get like a yeah. good month mm-hmm. or two of rain some years pretty heavy right can you tell us about the time you saw heath chart at the barracks holy shit <laughs> Damn, that's a good-ass story. Yeah, so um, I was staying with Tom Remillard in L.A. Uh, Tom rode for Santa Cruz, and we would, like, kick it a bunch together. And so I was staying at his place in L.A. because I had to... I think I was in town to, like, film something at the barracks. And so we, like, woke up super early. Like, he was an early riser. Like, we, I think we got up at, like, 7 or 8, and we, you know, got breakfast going. And I think we got to the barracks pretty early, at, like, 10 a.m. or something. And we show up, and there's nobody skating around in the park, like, as far as we can see. So right when you walk in and you, like, look to your left, there's, like, that big three block with that, like, long rail going down it. And we're like, damn, nobody's in here. This is cool. And then we look to our left, and there's just some guy, like, sleeping on the last block of the stair. Oh, my God. (laughs) And we're like, damn, that's kind of weird. And he's just, like, he looks, like, kind of past that. He looks like he's just having a nice nap or something, but his, like, legs are dangling off the end of the stair and shit. We're like, oh, that's weird. Like, all right. So we, like, put our shit down in, like, another area of the park to try and, like, give that dude some space. And we start skating around a little. And the dude obviously, like, wakes up, like, skating's, you know, kind of loud. It kind of echoes in there a little bit. Dude, like, opens his eyes and, like, sits up. And me and Tom just look at each other. We're like, holy shit, that's Heath Kirchart. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, and we were, like, we were both, like, shook. We were like, dude, like, should we say what up? Like, what do we do? You know? like we were, I was like, I was like fucking, you know, 
I didn't want to like fan out on him or nothing, <laughs> but I was like shook seeing him. I never thought I'd like be around that guy. I don't know, but uh, so we started skating around and like warming up for whatever the fuck we were filming that day. I don't even remember. And then uh, he just like picks up his board and starts skating, like sick, fresh sick. off the nap, like. <laughs> And it was so epic. All he was doing was pumping the whole park in a huge circle, like going as fast as he could and just trying to do the fattest backside flip he could do off the hip. That's like next to that, like seven <laughs> stair. Literally, and it would take like a while for him to get over there. Like it's kind of a long park. Like he's pumping the whole shit, <laughs> going as fast as he could and just blasting backside flips. I don't think he landed a single one either, but just blasting the shit out, like catching them wow. and then just like falling. And I, I think he did that for maybe like 20 or 30 minutes. Like it was a while. Was he filming or just? No, just, just solo. Like no one in there was Sick. filming. Like we were all warming up. We never said a single word to him. He's just what? flying around the park, trying the biggest backside flip he could do. And then I think we just like looked over again and he was gone. <laughs> like it was, it was like some mythical shit. Like he was just gone. We we're like, oh my god! Like, did that even happen? Dude, the legend <laughs> grows, man. Exactly. Like I was like, only with this dude, like we we wouldn't see him leave or something. You know, we're like, what the fuck? Like that was so crazy to see. Wow. Yeah, I think we probably like literally we didn't say a single word to him. Like I was, we probably just nodded. You know, just like gave him like the little nod or something. But I was like way too scared to yeah. talk to him. I was way too intimidated. <laughs> But he seemed nice. I don't know. I just didn't want to like fucking kook it. It's like it's fucking Heath Kirchart, you know. <laughs> it's funny that you think that you're you're the one cooking it when he's the one that just woke up from a nap and now he's backside flipping the hip. Like I like I, I wish I could just show he's you. He's probably how like, fast why the fuck doesn't anyone fucking talk to me, man? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he had a rough night and that was like I don't know. That was his wake up call or something. I don't know. It was it was bizarre. Maybe. But that was so cool. That was, like, the highlight of that L.A. trip for me. I was like, holy shit, we just watched Heath Kirchhardt just, like, bail backside flips for, like, 30 minutes. That was so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking crazy, dude. (laughs) Wow. Yo, can you take us behind the scenes on the massive kinked board slide in your foam rolling part? What was that session like? Uh, It sucked. took fucking (laughs) forever, and I just, like... (laughs) We put, like, wood down the stairs going up before it. I don't think anyone had, like... I think we were with Duffel that day. That's, like, kind of in his neck of the woods. And he was talking. I think he said he might have tried it back in the day or something. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I tried that for, like, almost two hours or something. It was a really long, really long one. Yeah. Um, Definitely, like, ate shit pretty hard. Like, jumped towards the stairs on one of them. There's, like, grass on one side, stairs on the other. And definitely like jumped towards the stairs on one of them like towards the end when i was going pretty fucking fast towards the end of the rail and kind of like tumbled down the stairs and that i remember that bail was like painful as shit that one sucked that rail was like really tall for me too like it was kind of like scary to get on on it like towards the end because like my legs were getting weak and like it was it was high to pop onto so i I kept thinking i was gonna sack it pretty hard and i i want to say there was like one or two i definitely like didn't get onto it and got like pretty pitched but yeah, I don't know, like, Dan Z was there shooting a f- uh, photo of it, and I really wanted to land it because I don't think I had really shot in, like, a gnarly photo with Dan Z before. And he, like, I don't know, he just shoots for Thrasher, so I was like, fuck, it'd be sick to, like, get a good photo with this dude, you know? Maybe it could go yeah. towards mm-hmm. something or, you know, I don't know. It's always the hope is, like, maybe it could get ran or something, but uh, that was, like, the real motivator for me, like, was having him there, <laughs> like, 
which is funny he probably doesn't even know that but i don't know i was just like fuck i want to do this really bad it'd be sick to get like a good photo of this thing especially because i don't think anyone had skated it before then too so that was like extra motivating i feel like i never get to skate spots that nobody has skated before yeah i don't know it was just like a gnarly battle but it worked out i was pretty relieved at the end i was heavy duty it's so scary when your legs start to feel weak and you're like am i even gonna pop this time yeah <laughs> i was shook. getting on <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. That, was, that sucked can you take us behind the scenes on your switch blunt stall switch hard flip out from overtime just, just kidding <laughs> just kidding but, but i did fucking see that today i was cracking up that was seemed like your oh, homie like little homie video from back in the day or something dude yeah that's hilarious <laughs> Damn, dude, you're, gonna, you're gonna roast me from tricks i did when i was like 16 that's beast <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. we gotta put that one in our story or something oh yeah when this comes out just because it was too fucking g it was like a serious <laughs> clip at the time but it's also hilarious oh yeah yeah that, that was dead ass at the time <laughs> so dumb dude but can you actually take us behind the scenes on a legendary and i, I think a lot of mm-hmm. people in toronto don't even know you did this but you nolly healed over the college park 12 stair rail here in toronto it was your last trick in a in uh was that a santa cruz video uh i think it was a pyramid country video oh, pyramid it country, was like yeah yeah i think that was on this trip we did that they like dubbed the video ripple skate but it was like a month-long trip and we started in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We did a week there, then we drove to Toronto, did a week there, and then drove to, t- to uh, New York City from there, and did a week there, it was like three weeks. I was all driving, like, we were all That's sleeping. Driving. Dude, we were all like sleeping on floors for the most part. So in Grand Rapids, we all slept on our homie Braden's floor, or like couch if you got lucky or something but there was dude i think there was like 15 of us on that trip or something it was like three cars yeah (laughs) it was gnarly um and then yeah i don't know that session that was a long ass time ago i couldn't i probably couldn't tell you a fucking thing about that day to be honest but uh all (laughs) (laughs) my memory sucks dude but uh i remember it was a battle like it took a minute and i was like sore and i think bart jones was there we kept talking about like loonies and toonies all day like that was like oh my god we had never like i don't know we, we're from america and we're just like we just didn't know about loonies and toonies so we were pretty sparked on that you know and <laughs> just learning about canadian currency but uh <laughs> no nah, i mean that that's about it yeah I, my memory sucks from like if it's anything like i feel like five years ago or like past then i, I couldn't really tell you too much you know well respect yeah. on the nolly heel because no one skates that shit Thanks. Yeah, I was pr- I was pretty proud of that one. That one it was tall. I remember. So big set. Yeah. So what's next for Kevin Braun, man? What do you got coming? I'm trying to like take some time off skating right now and just heal a lot of small injuries. But that's easier said than done. I might go skate next week or something. I might just get too excited. <laughs> but it sucks, man. They just uh, they just redid Waller here. You guys have seen that place? It's got all like the like black marble edges on the asphalt ground oh yeah Dude, yeah so, so they just they just resurfaced the ground there and i'm like yeah. so hyped to go skate there but uh I'm still trying to give my body like a, a few more days off or like a week or something i've just been dealing with some gnarly foot pain and knee pain and ankle pain and stuff just like a bunch of small injuries that have kind of mm-hmm. accumulated over time so i'm trying to just give myself a little time off with that um 
I was just in Berlin and like this I've had some like crazy pain in the ball of my foot that hasn't gone away for a minute so trying to give that a little time off um I think there's talk of like a Santa Cruz video eventually towards the end of next year um I really just want to like film a video part like spend like a year on a video part and like towards the end of next year would be like a year for whatever's next so I filmed like a little couple things already but I want to just take my time and like really film a video part that I'm really proud of again that's just like I don't know I feel like the last couple of years I've put out a lot of stuff but I kind of miss when I was in Arizona we'd work on a, a video for like a year or two you know and just yeah. try to like really mm-hmm. get the best shit I could and like you know maybe focus on getting like one trick a week and like even if I'm sore for a week after like that's okay you know because it, it's going towards something in the long run you know and I feel like nowadays I'm just trying to kind of mo- almost more like I want to do more quality over quantity for the next one I guess is what I'm getting at you know so Hell yeah man yeah Bro, you're that's... 28 let the body heal up you're in your prime years right now exactly uh, looking yeah. forward to what comes next but yeah Thank you. even more so if you're taking your time and we know it's like carefully curated as you go yeah you got the trick yeah. selection daggy <laughs> thanks man <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week we brought to you by Real Skateboards. You already know Real has you covered with all the shapes, from Nicole Haas's 825 Full SE, Mason Silva's favorite, the 828, don't forget the 8.3 Twin Tail Slick, designed by Ashad Ware, or Jimmy Wilkins' custom 8.86, Big Send with the 15-inch wheelbase. Whatever works best for you, Real has you covered. Real is available at your local skate shop, such as The Mighty Pawn Shop, Antisocial, Precinct, Labor, and our friends at Emaj. If your local doesn't have anything from Real, you need to tell them. The Bunt said, figure it out. I got a box of Real boards on the way. Cannot wait. Shouts to Deluxe. All right, Kev, you know what time it is. A little rapid fire. Oh, shit. <laughs> Favorite skater? Henry Gartland. Favorite video? Mosaic. Favorite video part? I'm spacing so hard. Heath Kerchart banging? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from the barracks. <laughs> Danny Renaud in Mosaic. That's a good one. Can't go wrong with that. Favorite style? Lately, it's been Nick Basario. He just looks like he's gonna like die on everything he does, and I think his <laughs> his skating just looks really exciting because of that. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like he could he could just be like fifty fifteen a curb, and it would just look gnarlier than everyone else, you know? Yeah. Even just a, a kickflip on flat on the way to something. He's a, he's <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> gnarlier than anything I'm doing. Yeah, just looks crazy. <laughs> Sick. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I don't know. I, I'd almost say, like, a lot of the homies I was skating with in Arizona. I don't know. I'm just going to say it. I've, I've been a huge Bobby DeKaiser fan. Like, that dude's skating has really, like, stuck out to me over the years. Like, he's, I think he's incredible. Um, I just watch a lot of, I don't know, I watch a lot of skating, so I guess everyone kind of, everyone's got an influence these days. For sure. Yeah. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Eric Winkowski. Favorite trick? Switch flip. Hardest trick for you? Front side flip. I don't think I saw one watching all your footage today. Yep, can't do them. 
That and front heel. That's also the hardest trick. True. Yeah, front heel is fucked. Both yeah. those tricks are hard. Most illegal trick. Uh, body burial. <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? I was pretty stoked on Nolly Crookin Clipper when it had the rail on it. That felt pretty good. That was crazy. Pop out? Uh, lately, I think the, the full cap flip over the block at Pier 7, that one felt really, really nice. Hell yeah. What's the worst trend you've been a part of? I mean, you already know. The man bun. <laughs> 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 What's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? I think a lot of the stuff I watched Henry Gartland do was like some of the gnarliest shit I've ever seen, like straight up. That dude was like kind of pushing his limits like every day he would skate, you know? He would, he was not afraid to like jump on something crazier, you know, than he did before. I watched him, I watched him nose grind this rail in Sacramento one time. That was like really insane to me. And he got smoked like trying it too, like got folded. It was just like a really tall, really long white handrail. I don't remember exactly which video part it was in. I don't know. I just remember like watching that and was I was fucking blown away. It was just like a really long, like fourteen or fifteen stair handrail, and it was tall as shit. And it was just like hauling ass, full commitment frontside nose grinder, you know, on a circle rail. Was that shit was really heavy to witness, and that's like one of. You know, probably a hundred tricks I've seen him <laughs> do that just like fully blew me away. He was, that was probably that's Henry was straight up like the most fearless skateboarder I've ever met. I've never seen anything like that like to this day. Just not scared. Straight beast. What's the one trick that got away? I almost rolled away from a switch flip tail slide on Clipper when it was like the hubba Ooh. like switch flip front Ooh. tail. Yeah, with a man bun too. <laughs> no, can you imagine that would be? favorite ever with the man one (laughs) yeah that would have been beast but uh yeah i I literally like landed on it rolled for a second it fell off it was yeah i think i could show you the clip probably yeah send that is it is clipper can you go finish that or what's the deal i don't know i i've tried to like i've tried two different tricks on it like in the past like a couple years ago when it was just the hubba and like just got rocked i don't know that thing hurts I tried to nollie heel crook it. Ooh. Got pretty close to that one time too. Damn. But some reason, like the hubba itself, I can't like ride away from it. I'm kind of like over trying tricks on it because <laughs> maybe I should try it again. I don't know if it's skatable or not anymore. I haven't been there in a minute. Bro, those are two like epic almost. The switch flip tail side, that, that one like haunts me for sure. Like that one, Damn. I don't know, got really, got really close. Well, if you need an ender in a year from now filming your parts. <laughs> Now, now that the people have, are picturing it in their heads. Oh, man. Yeah, do what they want. <laughs> I, do not, I do not want to try that again. <laughs> Just channel your inner Ellington, man. It's all good. Yeah, right? <laughs> you yeah. can do it. You can do it. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? I don't want to throw him under the bus too hard, but I guess, I guess my homie, like, Kevin Scutnick in Arizona used to do that sometimes when we were out filming during those pyramid country days. <laughs> he'd like claim some shit. We'd get to the spot. He'd be like, ah, I'm just going to chill. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, fool, we just like drove here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. classic. A lot of, a lot of bunts are uh, hatched up either drinking the night before or when you're about for to fall sure, asleep dude. in bed. Yeah. When you're yeah. in bed all like as 
cozy and comfy <laughs> as possible as far away from the spot as possible you're like oh, i could do that yeah and then you pull up and uh <laughs> it's a different story <laughs> yep <laughs> what's the last new trick you learned maybe switch back nose blunt but Sam. i haven't haven't really done one that i'm like really proud of i've kind of just like boogered a couple but i think i've done one that i was like yeah that kind of counted but yeah <laughs> that trick it took fucking forever to learn i i, I definitely like i don't know it was, a, it was a little while ago but i definitely like dedicated a whole day to trying it and like kind of got a few sick i mean you skate yeah. with jack Curtin, man it's only right <laughs> exactly dream job after skating i'd say maybe just something that has to do with skating that isn't a team manager i just would not want to be a team manager but <laughs> something else for some type of brand that's doing well you know that's not being a tm yeah <laughs> <laughs> favorite local brand um i guess pyramid country does that count hell yeah favorite local skater uh nick matthews i, I grew up like a couple blocks away from him in illinois sick sick so that that dude's been killing it lately really proud of him he's going crazy man yeah that dude's one of my favorite skateboarders he's incredible absolute beast favorite teammate ever henry garland hell yeah worst teammate ever shit i guess jason jesse <laughs> <laughs> worst company rip and dip oh. <laughs> easy shots <laughs> light work worst trend maybe the shoelace belt Whoa! Damn, that one's pretty Do people harsh. People still use that, I guess so. Bro, right? I r I run that all the time because I only have one belt. <laughs> a laziness thing. Yeah, I remember Appleyard doing it back in the day, and it looked like he was wearing a thong, and I was like, damn, the wrong angle with yeah. the shoelace belt is, yeah. is not. I feel like I feel like that's kind of a common occurrence with it, dude. You can you can have yeah. some accidental thong with that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when I do it, it's a black shoelace. Oh, there you go. Try to avoid it with black pants. <laughs> Worst style. Nate Sherwood? <laughs> <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. I'll say, I'll say, uh, say Steve Barra. Oh! <laughs> That's beast. You better be careful. He'll find you, though. That motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Doc. That's gonna wrap up the interview. You killed it, man. Thanks for thanks for coming here and doing this with us. Right on, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. I've been listening to it for a long time, so it's pretty rad to be included. So I appreciate that. Fuck yeah, man. Big fans of your skating over here. Glad we finally did it. Absolutely. Thanks, y'all. Welcome back to the post office, brought to you by our good friends at Dickey Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, nobody keeps you fitted like Dickey's. Our ghost, another packed inbox. Who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got a voice note from Dylan Ferguson. Let's take a listen. What up, bum boys? This is Dylan uh, coming to you from Vancouver. 
Uh, just wanted to say first and foremost, thanks so much for the years and years of uh, quality entertainment. Kept me going throughout school, work, day-to-day life. You guys are the best. Uh, my first question is, is uh, every day when I go to school at UBC out here in Vancouver, I always pass by the, the famous flat bar that a lot of pros have skated, most notably Costin front nose grinds about halfway through his part in Mouse, if I remember correctly. I just wanted to know if you guys out in uh, out in Toronto, if you walk past certain spots and sort of get that same feeling of no matter how many times you walk past them sort of thing, like, oh shit, so much shit has gone down here and if that gets you as stoked as it does for me. Uh, second question would be directly for Saifa. Uh, did Caleb Davies get you to eat the uh, one chip challenge when you were here in Vancouver? And if so, uh, how'd that make you feel? Because it looked like you were dying. Anyway, boys, thanks so much for all the good times. Uh, excited for every season that keeps coming out. Uh, keep killing it. Thanks. Yo, Dylan Ferguson, legendary voice note. Thanks for hollering and thanks a lot for the love, man. means a lot. Uh, I'll, let me answer the one chip thing real quick. Yes, I, I ate the one chip. <laughs> Actually, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch Barrett fucking little bastard brought three one chips to the thanksgiver party we had um shouts to everyone that was awesome and there was only one left end of the night i said i'm never gonna do it i'm not eating it and chad dixon said the same thing and then chad's like well i'll eat half if you eat half and then i was like well i'll eat half if you eat half and then we both thought the other was gonna say no so we thought we were in the clear and then I, I think people started like putting the pressure on like do it do oh. it and then and then we're like all right fuck it let's entertain the people split the chip in half i'm immediately like struggling to breathe just like no idea what's going on losing my shit chad like 10 seconds and goes to the bathroom to puke um it was a fucking nightmare like ate like half a tub of ice cream to keep my tongue cool I, I literally ran water on my tongue from the top for like five minutes straight. Nothing was helping. Beer, I feel like, helped in the end. But I'll never do that again. And I would not recommend it unless you're like a spice guy trying to prove a point or something. Not worth it. But it was fun. No regrets, but I would never do it again. Didn't Shaq take the one chip challenge and not flinch or on something TV? like that? No, no, he did. He's like, he's like, I guarantee you i'm not gonna make a face and then he eats it and then like you see him making a face and he's, he's just dying and then he's like trying to he drinks water and he's like the water activates it oh. <laughs> uh, that was that was amazing that's but yeah would not recommend that but it is a sick thing to just like buy one they're eight bucks just like we should bring one to buffalo and just see who fucks themselves i know ben's gonna just it randomly be ben. step to I, it. like as soon as this question was asked i literally thought about buffalo and Ben yeah. came to mind. If I can find one, I'll, I'll go buy one. Yeah, if I can. I don't know where to buy them, though. But um, And then spot you walk by every day that you've seen something crazy go down on. For a little while, I would every time we were at U of T, I would always think about the shit that Costin and McCrank did on the double kink oh. rail that's, yeah. that's gone now, which is like pretty comparable. Like McCrank and Costin going in. Costin, I think the board slide in the line. McCrank... 50 did it and then did a bunch of gap out to tricks and that shit was crazy yeah heavy man that was 
Like that's where I went to university. So that was my campus. And that actual building was one of my favorite libraries to study at. So I definitely like just looked at that over and over. Uh, one that comes to mind for me was the Hydro Hubba. That hasn't been skated in years. Is it capped? I can't even remember. Maybe. But yeah. um, when, when I walk by that one, I always think about Galea's switch tail. I feel like it was like pretty ahead of its time when he did that. Most of the tricks were kind of like 180 nose grinds uh, from Costin and maybe Heath uh, and like more basic stuff. But then, yeah, Ryan Smith kind of went nuclear on that too. But yeah, switch tail. I don't know. Too many tricks come to mind, but switch tail is my favorite clip on that. All right. Next up, we've got a voice note from Nate Feldhouse. Let's take a listen. What is up, Bunters? Longtime emailer, first time voice noter. Uh, I'm in the car right now, so sorry if there's a bit of noise, but I am in need of some help, mainly from the ghost, but Dono, if you got anything, I'm all ears. Uh, so for the past month or so, every session, I've been trying a handful of switch trays, but getting closer every time. I've stuck a couple on the nose that are not very good, but the majority of the attempts are board in front of me, back foot in the middle of the board, and front foot way off to the front. Um, just wanted to know if you guys had any tips, little tricks, any placebo hacks to get my mind off it or just rewire my brain so I can land a tray. That's all I want to do is to land a switch tray. But yeah, let me know. Uh, love the pod. Thank you guys. Peace. Donald, what do you got for a man? You've been stomping them shits or what? I wouldn't necessarily say stomping them shits. I can switch tray at the skate loft on that perfect ground. That's no problem. <laughs> When we're at the skate park, you know, a little bit of a different story. Um, shit, I'm one of those guys where once I landed, I ain't going back to try it again. There are a couple tricks where once I land them once, it's not something that I like keep working on to get better. I just it is what it is, man. Switch tray would be the one of them. Front shove is another one. Uh, <laughs> me and you have talked about this. Nolly Crooks is the same thing. Like, get them done, get them over with. And keep it moving, man. Yeah, fuck. It's a tough one to give a, a tip on. You send us a little video too. I feel like you're you're doing the right thing. Just all it's all back foot, man. Just get that front foot out of there ASAP and just fucking whip that shit as hard as you can and try and keep your shoulders square. You don't wanna be doing those like two seventy like switch tray lip slide the ground kind of half body burial things. Back foot power, man. Just keep at it and it'll come around and just make sure your shoulders stay square with the board. Thanks for the email, Nate, post office legend. Crazy uh, to hear his up, voice after all these years. <laughs> uh, next up, we got another voice note from Rodney Cox. Let's get it. What up, Bump Boys? A huge fan of the new season. I uh, just had two questions. The first one is, what do you think of this trend that I've been seeing, at least, where people would do a 360 flip up and then, like, a 360 flip down or on flat and then, like, off something or over something? I'd, I think we've that might just be a little bit too far, in my opinion, as far as, like, filming it and putting it in a video. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, the other question I had was, uh, what are you some trends that you guys have right now like one i'm kind of getting really sick of is like the 360 flips like after a trick like 
it's fine that the skater's gonna do that. Maybe they're like kind of feeling nice or something, but maybe it's an editor thing where they should like cut that out. I don't know. I don't really like seeing 360 flips anymore, and I like love that trick. So, what are your thoughts? Peace. Thank you. Yo, basically the homie Rodney just hates tray flips. Yeah. <laughs> In any way, shape, or form. Up, down, after the trick, middle of the trick. Quit doing tray flips to make Rodney a happy man. <laughs> I didn't I don't know what I haven't seen that trend of you. Like tray flip two tray flips in the same line. Is that what he was saying? Mm, yeah, no, I I can't recall seeing that either. I think he's just seeing things, man. He's just haunted by tray flips. So, like, every time he sees one, it's, like, rubbing him the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I fucking love tray flips. And it's one, like, I can tray flip, but I've never had them come easy. And it's a trick that I've always wanted to have easy. And it just never worked out for me. So, I, I just have appreciation for tray flips. I'm sorry. I can't I can't back you on this one, Rodney. Um, you got a trend you're not feeling these days? Not really, just a lot of just Instagram skating still sucks. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing in particular jumping out. Like I don't know, just sometimes those edits where like you just add in the little the little unnecessary little bullshit. You know what I mean? Like a little tic tac or whatever it is, like just the stuff that's not tricks. You know when people try and like really put that effort in to get those like little algorithm viral things and there's so many little extra quick cuts of like stuff that's not the trick mm-hmm. you know what i mean i don't know people just be doing too much in my opinion but i don't really care that much yeah one trick that i've been seeing that i'm not really digging is crook big spin <laughs> oh my god that goes without saying i think. like just please just crook a grind it's way sicker man yeah, crook to fakie over crook bigsman all day. I know, man. All right, next up, we've got an email from Nick Frank. Sup, boys? In November 2021, female skater Roos Zwetslut would run a two-page spread ad in Thrasher of her doing the first successful trick down Hollywood High with a frontside 50-50. Not to take away from such an important moment for women in skateboarding, but I don't know how many dudes have done a front 50 just for warm-up down the same set. So my question is, should we have separate tier of MBDs and ABDs for women? Should it largely be celebrated when we have the first women to Ollie Wallenberg or UC Davis Gap? I'm torn. I love it when we have contests like Tampa Pro that throws men and women together and judge them accordingly, regardless of gender. And the reason we all love Alyssa Steamer is because she was able to skate as well as one of the guys. Don't get me wrong, I love watching the number of women getting involved in skateboarding explode over the last decade or so. But skateboarding has never cared whether you're white, black, rich, poor, religious, atheist, punk rock, hip-hop, or anything else as long as you were pushing skateboarding ahead. Is this us as a community stepping away from a grossly misogynistic way of running things that we once had? Or is the division of genders more of a sexist act since we are celebrating statistically less impressive feats just because of the genitalia they were born with? Woo! Once I hit that email hard though, huh? Honestly, I'm just, I think it's fucking sick as hell she did the front 50-50. I don't think we need to read into it all this much, man. Yeah, I think this is a massive, massive overthink. Uh, That 50-50 is 
so fucking sick. I I looked at that rail last winter. I've been There's up there no too. Fucking no chance in hell I'm 50-50ing that. Um what's her name? Bruce. The little Brazilian superstar. Oh yeah. She back lipped that shit. And yeah, Jamie did Jamie Thomas do that? Yeah, I think Jamie Thomas did it in in die or fuck. I can't remember. He did it back in the day or Jeff Rowley. Now I'm getting them confused, but like whatever. It was ABD, but it doesn't take away from how like you're putting your body on the line when you fucking jump on that rail. I don't care if you're a guy or girl, like 50-50 on that is fucking epic. And I don't think there's anything wrong with celebrating the first uh, woman to to fucking touch Hollywood 16, man. That's, That's a feat and i don't know i don't know if that's bothering you or or how much you're vexed by it that ad but dude i i remember that that was fucking sick as hell completely agree a massive moment and uh just don't have to look into things this much man it's kind of that's what society is like these days sometimes we just look into things a little more than we need to man let's just look at it as she just front 50 50 hollywood 16 it's fucking incredible all the flowers to her man real shit i i kind of understand like the point he's trying to make where it's like he wants it to be equal but i i just don't agree like in this case like Bro, that that fifty fifty is gnarly, regardless of if it's ABD, you know. Mm-hmm. And my guy, I don't know how good you are at skating, but I'm sure if you fifty fifty that shit, you'd be fucking stoked too. You get me? You'd buy his own two page spread and thrasher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Andy Show. Greetings, Bunt Mania, from the five one zero. Question. How's the ghost going to bless us with the most epic WWF style intro to the rundown in episode three and leave us hanging ever since? (laughs) It reminded me of the way some skate video part intros get me fired up. Mike Maldonado's East Coast Powerhouse Welcome to Hell intro comes to mind. What are some of your favorite intros over the years? Wade Desarmo and Parental Advisory. When the guy (laughs) hits the, was that Wade? Like... That is classic all time. One of those things that probably wasn't meant to hit so hard, but definitely did. And then uh, in one of the homie videos when we were younger, Oriot, made by Sebastian Lyman, true generational talent, Bass Motion. Aiden Johnston had a hell of an intro in that one as well. Yeah, that was fucking proper. Uh, The one that comes to mind for me immediately, I'm sure... 10 more will come pop in my head later but right now off the top i gotta go with brandon beeble and yeah right he fucking hits it with that uh i think he nollie back heels a set turns around then does nose manny nollie flip and then he goes up to the homie and he's like that's what's up <laughs> and then and then he comes in with the dunk and he's just feeling himself so hard slaps the backboard and then all of a sudden the ghost face in- instrumental pops Oof. on so good now he's shooting intros for reality kings and bang bros <laughs> yo yeah and uh i'll try and i'll try and run back a fucking michael irvin post office intro again just need something crazy to happen in the nfl mm-hmm. you need a dallas cowboys versus philadelphia eagles game to really get oh oh we're not gonna be on air though that's gonna be like week 14 yeah. fuck 
All right, next up, we've got a voice note from Sam Thomas. Let's have a listen. Yo, what's up, Bunt? It's your boy, Sam Thomas, down here in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, I got to chirp you real quick because the people need to be fitted and kitted out here in the streets. When's the new Bunt merch coming? Let me know. Uh, but for real, something that's been on my mind, I've been thinking, you know, skateboarding in the last 10, 15 years, like the technical ability of everybody has just like gone through the roof. And I feel like a lot of people say it's because like, oh, like, you know, you can watch your favorite pros on Instagram. You can like look up how-to videos on YouTube and all that, that you really couldn't in like prior generations. But I have a theory that it's because like skateboard equipment has actually become more advanced and that's made it easier to be better at skateboarding. So, you know, you got wheels that aren't flat spotting, you got trucks that turn better, have lower kingpins, hollow axles, people getting real nerdy about their wheelbase and like where their boards are manufactured. So what do you think? Do you think that skateboarding has become easier because of the technological advancements in the skateboard industry? Or do you think people are just getting better because they're getting better? Let me know. Shout out to everybody at the Bunt. New season's killing it. Peace. New clothes definitely gotta come real soon, Sam. I think we might drop them for our patrons only first, man. I think it's about time we put some big time respect on uh, on our Patreon family. And as far as pushing the limits of skating as far as the technological advancements go i honestly just believe it's that everybody is better when you see everyone doing these tricks it it just makes it seem more possible back in the day there were a handful of good guys in each city you would maybe see them at the skate park once every three times you went and you're like holy fuck that guy's amazing now everybody is good at skating so it's just like a normal thing yeah, I feel like the the technology of the stuff, like, sure, there, there's only so much you can do, right? Obviously, from way back in the day to how boards have been for the last 20 years, maybe. Like, from the last, I'd say there hasn't been too much change in the last 20 years, but, but maybe the 20 years before that, there was a lot of change. Um, and then, yeah, I completely agree with Dono. Like, seeing is believing when you're a kid, right? Like, we remember the first big spin fakey manny you know that was your boy wasn't it um woo SF. Welsh? that was woo welsh i'm pretty sure did the first big spin fakey manny might be wrong anyways but so he does it and then okay now a handful of people do it after seeing him do it and then fast forward to today you know you see them in in tons of videos all the time it's mm-hmm. not like woo welsh's trick anymore same thing with big spin back tails remember the first couple of those and then you know you got now morgan's doing one in his first blind part and then Mm -hmm. nowadays it's like oh you got to do a big spin back tail kickflip or fucking like and and think about being a kid growing up seeing that you just think big spin back tail is a normal trick but for us that shit never made sense when we were growing up so i never like i don't know i just think seeing is believing especially for these kids these days like look at look at the fucking olympics and like all the contests these days you got people you've never heard of that are just insanely talented because they're watching the the gen, like the p rods and shit and normalizing that when they're growing up mm-hmm. yeah man you that's the best way to look at it 
this we're thinking of tricks when we were kids that we would see in videos that would absolutely blow our mind and now people everywhere are doing them in contest runs like three foot nose blunt when costin did that shit and yeah right yeah the whole yeah. world heard about it before yeah right came out and still people didn't believe it they're like what do you mean he three flip nose wanted a handrail like what <laughs> are you actually talking about and now it's like you'd see that and you don't even blink you know it's literally why i don't even watch as much skating as i should anymore because you just see everything like every yeah. trick is being done by every person it's fucking crazy now yeah there's there's that one dude i can't remember his name uh he's in street leagues and he'll just like three flip nose blunt a huge rail in street league first try you know or like three i swear he does like three flip nose blunt and like flips out and shit like Bro, it goes back to when pat duffy 50 50 the round rail double kink in on video whatever that was 25 years ago and every pro was like how do you lock in it doesn't make sense like how do you lock in and now you got guys like Carlos Ribeiro locking front five o's on round bars. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, it's not actually hey, physically wait, possible. You just made locking, <laughs> you just made a front five o on a round rail sound like mind blowing. Like, well, he's balancing we it. it a, no, he's like balancing it. We could take it a step it. further though. We could take it. A, I, I I get your point, but a five o like Jamie Should Thomas has been five oing. No, yeah, yeah. Like Carlos is balancing front five o. No, he balanced the fakey 5 That was fakie impressive. The front 5 You know I'm not good with my <laughs> tricks, man. <laughs> uh, this guy's like, 25 years later, someone finally figured out the front 5 <laughs> And now everyone can do it. So what's next, you know? Maybe, uh, a, maybe a feeble. Who knows? Dude. Pushing the boundaries. Balanced feeble. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got an email from Walt Becker. What up, Bunt? Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Congrats on all your success with the podcast and for bringing a much-needed outside-the-industry perspective to the interview game. Speaking from a U.S. perspective, some people are familiar with Toronto from its dinosaur-themed basketball team. You mean one-time world champion basketball team? And the child actor Aubrey Graham from the teen drama Degrassi, The Next Generation. But when most people here think of Toronto, they remember former Mayor Rob Ford, who shook up the political scene, allegedly smoked crack on video, and made various wild comments in the press. Rob Ford passed in 2016, rest in peace, but it would be great if you boys could take a moment and speak on his connection to the city's skate scene and any stories that people may not have heard. Walt Becker, absolute legendary email. Rob Ford definitely shook it up, claimed he was going to end the gravy train going on with politicians here in Toronto, and uh, he did his best. He spoke with Jamaican accents, he smoked crack, he started shit all over the place. Um, A personal favorite Rob Ford moment of mine, we have a big Santa Claus parade here in Toronto. And the, the mayor was on hand. He had a big bag of candy canes that he was handing out to kids. And if you know Rob Ford, you know he didn't have very much patience. So I think <laughs> two or three oh, kids yeah. got one candy cane. 
And then when he got to the fourth kid, it turned into a handful of candy canes. And then by the fifth or sixth kid, he was just chucking the bag of candy canes at the kids. Uh, we'll oh, have to post shit. that on the story. Legendary Rob Ford moment, man. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, fuck. I don't. I don't know if he did anything for the skate scene. I I don't remember hearing anything about it. But I mean, he was entertaining. I can't say I supported him as mayor. He was, I, you know, in my opinion, he was unfit to be mayor. But <laughs> it made for some 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 funny viral moments and shit. And definitely rest in peace, man. All right. Next up, we got an email from Moses Untalen. First, love the show. Reminds me of one of my favorite pods, All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Hmm. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> Listen to those boys. First question is sports. Since you guys are from Toronto, I'd like to hear your opinion. You think Kawhi will get his jersey retired in Toronto, even though it was one season? Although he was the reason why we won the chip and he was the finals MVP, you think he deserves his jersey in the Raptors when it's all said and done? And skate question... I've heard double flips hated on on this pod. Are there any exceptions? In my opinion, I love the way Kirchart and Minefield did it over a table, and Rick Howard did a sick one in Yarright over the famous sidewalk street cap. Anyways, thanks for the content. I look forward to Wednesdays. Hell yeah, brother. As far as Kawhi goes, I personally don't think he'll ever have his jersey retired in the rafters. I think... That's going to be held for Kyle Lowry when he decides to retire. Kyle Lowry will probably go down as the greatest and most important Raptor of all time. Uh, him and Vince Carter, it's probably like a shared thing, but Kyle Lowry the most. Kawhi more so will be remembered as just a legend in the eyes of basketball fans in this city. What he did here that season was pretty much just reformed the franchise to believe in themselves and believe they can win. But just one year, even though they won and he won the finals MVP, just the way he left and it was just such a short time, I don't think it warrants having his jersey retired. Yeah, that's actually a really tough question because, like, part of me says yes. Like, there's no, I feel like, man, being a Toronto sports fan is hard enough. The fact that, like, they, they made the Raptors you know instantly like this was a, a basketball city for the first time ever it felt like mm-hmm. and the whole city rallied around them the whole country for fuck's sakes i wish he didn't leave but if they did retire his number i would i would be stoked but i'm not necessarily expecting them to like donald said lowry um for sure do we even have any retired jerseys no, none that's why lowry yeah, has have- to be the first because he's the most important man yeah, like it's maybe we we got to start throwing some up there just just to have some for fuck's sake. Like no, Lowry first. Yeah, Lowry. No, 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 no. I know not. Vince, I'm maybe. not. I'm not. I'm not saying throw up fucking like randoms. Any old dusty one, but like I'm I'm saying no Bosch. Like we didn't do shit with Bosch. Uh, but would you be mad if they retired DeRozan's jersey one day down the line? Mm. I just don't think it would be right, man. Like. I think it's going to be Lowry, and then you can make a case for Vince just because he was so important. But then the way he left, like I don't think I wouldn't do it either. Honestly, it's just the new franchise still. 
It's not something that you rush. You do Lowry, and then, you know, maybe down the line we see who's next. But right now, for me, there's only one number going up there, and it's Kyle Lowry's. But, yo, like, think about – I think Memphis – I might be talking out of my ass, but I feel like they've retired some jerseys from the, the like, Marcus Saul Zebo squad. Pony Allen. Ooh, I have to double Saul. check Put that. Up there, man. What a year he but had. I'll just say I wouldn't be mad if, you know, in 20 years we're looking at the rafters and I see DeRozan up there. I see Lowry. I see Kawhi and Vince. Like, those four would not upset me. No, it wouldn't make me mad either. At all. Honestly, because, yo, DeRozan looking at Kawhi, did... I think he misses us more than we miss him now, man. What the fuck's <laughs> yeah, going on with that guy? Shit. But, yo, I I honestly, like, I know how much Vince meant to the Raptors just to get them off the ground in their early days. But, like, I respect what DeRozan did for us more than what Vince did. Because DeRozan never wanted to leave, and Vince couldn't wait to get the fuck out. And yeah. DeRozan has all those records of, like... I think most points and shit like he he was the one just fucking putting us on his back year after year when we were mediocre and we I got know, to the, the conference only sad finals part about him. it is that like him leaving was the turning point in the franchise yeah i know that's like, <laughs> the fucked up part like he did hold it down harder than anyone ever has for us but yeah. like <clears throat> he could not get over the hump man he just couldn't and yeah. the moment he leaves the moment we win it's just it's gotta be fucking hard for him to live with. Like if I that would have really broke me if I was him. Oh, and then sure. just to see the way Kawhi dissed us and left, like it, it's kind of like I just wish it was him that did it, you know. But anyways, oh that's years in the in the past. Fuck Moses got us fucking going here. Double flips, like we say, always an exception. Kerchart and Rick Howard. Good double flips. But my personal favorite double flipper has got to be the man with the hockey temper. Kerry Getz, baby. Oh, yeah. When you're a kick flipper and a backside flipper and you ain't got much more after that, out comes the double flip, baby. And he did it with the best of them. Yeah, no, that's real talk. I, I definitely agree on the Heath one. Really like that one. Bastion's in his own lane. So, like, when he does them, I just... I just love it just because anything Bastion puts out just gets me stoked. And maybe one other random ass one that I'll give a pass to because he's one of my all time favorites. Paul Trepp. Switch double heel <laughs> to end his RDS commercial. Banging. That was kind of dope. Yeah. I didn't really like Rick Howard's though. Not going to lie. What the fucking Rick Howard hate? I didn't, man. Watch, watch it again. I just watched it again. It's whatever. All right, next up, we've got an email from Jeff Ray. Yeah, boys, what's good? I'm keeping it short for the modern attention span. Pop, shove, frontside body vario is the most illegal trick. Straight rancid. P.S. should also be illegal, but it wasn't. Ferial heel front nose slide, as seen in the quarter snacks top 10. Who the fuck's doing pop, shove, front body vario? Bro, I used to think I was so tech when I did those, but that was literally probably in my first year of skating. So that's definitely a little kid trick for the most part, not to offend anyone if they're out there doing them seriously these days. Agree on that one. 
and then varial heel front nose that was the homie who did that ben tenor <laughs> the homie from boston flawless d one of my favorite flicks varial heel front nose not my favorite trick but he did it clean so we'll give him we'll give him the pass over here you know what i'm saying get off our boy man yeah careful <laughs> all right next up last email for the week looking like my favorite type of email coming in from colton O. still has a hotmail ac account man what the fuck bro anyways hi bunt best trick up a curb best trick down a curb that we've done personally no 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 like i think just in general like in a line or something or like after a trick whatever what's your mm. favorite trick up a curb and down a curb oh okay up i love when people fakey flip up a curb to start a line whether they're coming down like the street kind of sideways onto the sidewalk like fakey flip up there love it and then off gotta be front side flip man like that was too easy love love a front side flip okay okay i'm gonna go with i remember my my man uh will marsh popping these <clears throat> He did a really, I think, I might be confusing it. The line, I think, was front shove up the curb, front side, which I really like. Mm -hmm. And we'll never be able to do, unfortunately. Switch you could. Yeah, maybe. And then and then he does a trick, and then he's riding away fakie, and then he does switch front shove off the curb, also front side, which was also fucking sick. That's as good as it gets right there. I like that email. Good job, Colton. Yeah, you more more, more of you got to be like Colton. You feel me? Yeah. Cheers. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. We'll catch y'all next week. This is the Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner. The only buzz. It seemed like just two, maybe three weeks ago, we were criticizing a good friend of ours drafting of Justin Fields in the third round of our Superflex League. And of course, right on cue, the emergence of Justin Fields. I'm going to need a QB comparison for Justin Fields and what the future holds for this young man. Bro, the mandem's nice with it this past three, four weeks straight. Uh, I'm going to say I could see him evolving into this year's Jalen Hurts with the <clears throat> if he can develop a little more poise in the pocket. But damn, he's looking good. I feel like Jalen Hurts now has, like you said, the poise about him where I just think he knows he's going to win at the end of the game if he just sticks to what he does best. You know what I mean? He never looks like he has to like try too hard. Like even I know it was just Houston, but when Davis Mills and the Houston Texans go down there and score on the first drive, he did not care. Yeah. Like yeah. the look in his eyes, it meant not, they could have scored four touchdowns on the first drive, and he wouldn't have cared, man, because he just has the the trust and faith in his team that he's going to get the job done. I hope one day. Justin Fields becomes the type of passer that Jalen Hurts is. But as we've seen the last two weeks, he can get it done with his legs. I saw someone on the internet comparing him to Michael Vick. What do you think about that? 
Michael Vick was before my time as a football fan, so I, I don't really know, but I know he was a beast runner and had a crazy arm. So, yeah, I like it. A generational talent who uh, changed the NFL video games forever. <laughs> Speaking of emergences, this man, during preseason and training camp, somehow there was a QB controversy between Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Geno Smith took the job and hasn't looked back. Are you happier for anyone in the NFL than Geno Smith these days? Nah, man, that's comeback player of the year vibes because he was coming back from like being irrelevant, basically. Russell Wilson's backup. <laughs> and and last year, remember he played for like what however long Russ missed. And mm -hmm. uh, like he wasn't great, you know? So he's made huge strides in that offseason and it's crazy to see definitely stoked for the seahawks tyler lockett metcalf we thought they were borderline irrelevant on draft day but <laughs> they popping off you get me and just a couple words on kenneth walker k9 the dog completely rounding out the offense they have there in seattle yo hold on last thing though remember that i just remembered that fucking bomba clot russell wilson last year the the sneak disc to his own teammate remember he made that whack-ass video when he came back early from surgery and he was mm -hmm. like and and it was like something about winning time it's like all right now it's winning time and it's like yo how you gonna diss geno smith like that and then he came back and sucked and still sucks so the fuck out of here russ it's geno time look at them records it's geno time and everybody there in seattle is absolutely loving it and everybody in the NFL is loving it, man. And speaking of shocks to the system, the New York Jets get the job done at home against the Buffalo Bills. Is this the biggest upset of the season? I don't, uh, I don't think so. Just because maybe if this was like the Jets' first win of the season, but they've been looking, mm -hmm. they've been fucking winning some crazy games like real grimy styles for the last month or whatever i, I remember they started maybe zero and two and robert sala was like yo we keeping receipts around here and at the time i didn't take that seriously at all i thought here we go again same old jets but they shut me up and they probably shut up a lot of people who did not see this coming i swear to god man in the nfl great coaching is just as valuable as great talent and we're seeing it more so than ever this year not to take anything away from geno smith but Pete carroll's doing a hell of a job there in seattle robert Sala's doing a hell of a job in new york the new guy for the giants named brian dabble is that his name doing a hell of a job your coach of the year candidate in minnesota getting the job done as well bro even the homie uh I was about to call him Dan Drahobel, but the ten Tennessee's coach, Drake. Mike Vrabel. Yeah, he, he just fucking year after year. He finds record. a way to get that team in the playoffs, doesn't he? Yeah. One other man we need to talk about this week, and it's kind of a case of Jekyll and Hyde with the Cincinnati Bengals this season. You never know what you're going to get. Last week, they go down to the Cleveland Browns in disturbing fashion probably yeah. one of the ugliest performances you can blame whatever you want on your offensive line but that was just 
despicable. The Cleveland Browns, man, trouncing all over you like that. And then they turn around and Joe Mixon goes completely off for one of the great fantasy performances of all time. Like, what are you supposed to do with the Cincinnati Bengals? Davis, I got two words for you. You're done, done. Wait, that's three. <laughs> Anyways, uh, sorry. Yeah, they're so up and down. Every time you think they found a groove and they're about to go on a run, they just lose a weird game like that Cleveland one. Like I feel like they've gone back and forth from looking good and bad a handful of times now. Uh, I was trying to trade Joe Mixon to everyone in the listener league the past couple weeks, and then he does this. So the price went up. Come, come at me. You get me. But yesterday's yeah. price is not today's price. Yeah, is what yeah, you're saying. yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, just want a major shout out to Davis for not clicking accept because I faced him this week, and that 51 piece would have been in my face for uh, Kenneth Walker. But um, yeah, shouts to Joe Mixon. Hopefully they can keep it going while while Chase is out. I want to see them in the playoffs for sure. And we're gonna we're gonna start doing this every week. We are going to tip the scales in either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady's favor. I think last week you still chose Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, this week, Aaron Rodgers just uh, said, hold my beer and re-upped another terrible performance. <laughs> Had absolutely no one to blame but himself this time. I know he's always fucking pointing the finger, but he needs to look in the mirror. Three picks, I think. Some of them just absolutely brutal. One bounced off a helmet. It is what it is. And Tom Brady looked just as bad, but got the job done. Who are you taking? It's still, where are we still sticking with Tom Brady? Bro, 44 seconds, man. That was uh, so vintage. Had that game on mute until that fourth quarter when the Seattle game was over. And uh, I actually was just, like, happy. I've never been, like, a big, big Brady supporter. I respect the legendariness. But, like, it's just been so sad to watch that. I, it just it got me hyped just to see... A little bit of that magic um it seemed like when they got the ball with 44 seconds just after the way the whole game played out i was like they've got like a one percent chance here that was the what's that dude's name Cade otten or something oh yeah love the tight ends the mandem went off um awesome to see the fucking rams are sorry bunch themselves these days but yeah the packers man that was that was just embarrassing. Rodgers, what, two, three picks? A couple of them, like, end zone picks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sticking with Brady next week, which is going to be a fun matchup, I think, with Seattle. And then I'm sure we're both expecting the Cowboys to shit on the Packers. Oh, my God. It is fucking glorious to see Aaron Rodgers just get shit on by everybody. Because <laughs> he used to talk so much trash, man. He's not. He wasn't even, like, a humble king when he was high and mighty. Yo, did they already play the Bears? Um, was that like one of their first wins? I feel like, dude, he was always so rude up. to the Bears, man. Yeah. So while we're talking quarterbacks, I just want to have a little bit of fun here. We're going to say you're starting an expansion team. The NFL finally sends a team to Toronto, Canada. Oh, yeah. It's long awaited. Will never happen. But heaven forbid <laughs> if it does, they're going to put you in charge of it. But you have to pick one quarterback from the NFC North. And then you have to rank them accordingly. All four. 
Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, Jared Goff. Drop some knowledge. Bro, that's a tough one. I want to say Kirk Cousins, but he just drives me fucking crazy. Like, the three and outs. And he's the worst at just, like, instead of just getting rid of the ball, he always gets one of his receivers destroyed at the line of scrimmage with a little bullshit pass to the line of scrimmage and someone's right <laughs> up the guy's ass and just destroy, like, blows them up. Like, sometimes just throw the ball away, I think. But, um... I think I still got to go Rodgers, man. I think he's as much as I know you love seeing him get destroyed and have to face the music, like his receivers are just dusty. I think if you put him on a better team, he could still make it happen. I go Rodgers, number one. My boy, Captain Kirk, the fucking illusion of greatness, number two. And then... Justin Fields, three. I like the upside. We already know what Goff is. Goff, four. Can you Isn't believe crazy Goff Jared went to the Goff Super Bowl? Was in, I was just going to say it. <laughs> and it was close. It was like 10 to three or something, like something insane. Yeah. Aaron Donald, man, couldn't drag that man into the end zone himself. <laughs> um, so let's keep it moving. We need to do some NBA talk. We haven't been doing enough of it this season. Just like the Rams in Los Angeles, the Warriors are starting slow after their championship season. Uh, what's the cause from this slow start? Is it the TKO heard around the world? Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even think about that as a reason because they came out the gates kind of decent and then they've just fallen off. I don't, I don't even really know what it is. Like Steph looked incredible the other night against Orlando. And Jalen Suggs just decided to go nuclear in the fourth. Um, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. Obviously, Steve Kerr's track record, impeccable. They've still got their core. And I think the young guys are just going to get better and better. But, yeah, the minutes have kind of been all over the place for the whole rotation. I think I just saw today Jonathan Kaminga is going to be in the rotation going forward. I think hopefully that means more minutes and he can grow into a solid more solid role there but i think it's just uh some bumps out the gate and they played late into the year so no panic yet and on the opposite side you trade away donovan mitchell you trade away rudy gobert you think utah would be tanking for web and Yana. oh i think they traded bogdanovich too they're getting rid of everybody in utah but the team looks better than ever they're playing free What's the deal in Utah? Bro, I actually don't know. It's <laughs> insane. And to anyone out there listening that listens to Ryan Rosillo's podcast, you know that Steve Cerruti went on a crazy rant because th- this article came out before the season and it was like, who's next? Like, who's going to make the big leap this year? And Cerruti's mm-hmm. like a big Orlando fan. And so he's he's like a Franz Wagner, like truther, loves him. And I believe in Franz too. He was great in his rookie season. And they left him off the list. So he was livid, right? Like everyone was expecting a big leap from Franz. And they put Laurie Markinen on the list, who's been in the league for what? This might be his sixth, fifth or sixth year. So it was like, how the fuck are you putting him on? We know what he is. We know who he is. Like he's not that dude. 
and you're leaving Franz off. And then, I mean, we're only like 10, 9, 8, 9, 10 games in, depending on what team you are. But it's just so funny that Laurie Markkinen's out here looking like an all-star and Franz is like has like the same numbers as last season. He did drop 31 uh, in his last game, though. Shouts to him. But yeah, I don't know what the fuck is in the water in that in that building for those players but they're on one and it's actually you tried to trade to me franz yeah you were well, ready to move away no because i need Sengen, a big i still believe Sengen in on franz. that list like, no no that had nothing to do with me not believing in franz you see his last fucking stat line the man dropped a 31 piece like he's he's ready but i just needed a big in our league yeah they uh they aren't easy to come by man and our boy Rudy Gobert was uh, too risky of a move this season, and I think we both made the right choice. Yeah, that team's looking weird. I haven't watched too much Minnesota yet, but they're still uh, going through the growing pains. They're doing all right, though. I think. Who gave Rudy the green light to shoot from three? What? He took a three? Air ball, baby. Oh my God, man. <laughs> he was fucking wide open, though. He had to let it go. If there was any time in his career to let the three fly, that was it. He took his shot, and uh, I don't even think the coaches had to say anything, man. He just knows. That's incredible. <laughs> Never again, broski. Oh, the Raptors have gone through a little bit of injury trouble. Fred Van Vliet was out for a little while, some back spasms, and now Siakam's down. Is Scotty Barnes enough to... To carry the weight while these mans are out they had him playing point guard while fred was down yeah i don't know big win tonight for the raps against the bulls even though we were short siakam they were short levine and of course lonzo ball bro i really 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 like the interchangeability of players we play these mega jumbo package lineups and uh everyone's got a little bit of ball handling skills like I don't know. I think I think we'll be able to hold down the fort until Siakam's back. I saw two weeks until he's reevaluated. So hopefully it's not much longer than that. But I'm loving the start to the season. And you know, maybe we get back in on the KD sweepstakes, man. The Brooklyn Nets are a fucking dumpster fire once again. Is this the year that OG makes the jump and wins defensive player of the year? Yo, that's a good question. I saw some crazy stats about I can't remember how many steals he has, but they've led to a ridiculous amount of points. It was like he had 10 steals in two games in a row or something, or like two two games combined or some shit that led directly to 26 points. I can't remember the stat. I'm making it up at this point. But yeah, he's been on one defensively. He had a big steal tonight in the fourth, late in the fourth. Fucking dunked it on the other end on DeRozan. Yeah, I would love to see that. His problem, man, has just been staying healthy. Like, Yeah, he's always gone always, for long stretches. Yeah, he'll always, every year there's like that one random thing where he'll miss like two, three weeks and then come back and then miss another week here. Like, I'm still sad for him that he missed our entire championship playoff run, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, he would have been a fucking huge difference maker out during that, man. For sure. <clears throat> one person I want to talk about, my man, DeJunte Murray absolutely loving life down there in atlanta and it isn't just the wings at magic city man <laughs> life on the court with trey young john collins is it's nice man and it's the change of scenery is treating him well 
bro, so sick. I I love seeing him like I just always thought of him as like this quiet like robot Spurs system guy just something about playing for the Spurs you're not too expressive and then this summer he gets traded and all of a sudden he's beefing Bancaro <laughs> in summer league games or like uh, those pro-am shits and like he's disrespectful he's he's just got so much tood and then he gets to go mm-hmm. to ATL and just be that dude uh I kind of stayed away from him on draft day just because I had no idea what to expect from that backcourt I re- definitely regret it now He's looking amazing, and I'm I'm impressed that Trey has been like able to play off ball, and and the team is still successful. You know what I mean? Or I knew they they could be, but it's just with Trey, I wasn't sure how willing he'd be to be off the ball more to allow someone like Dejounte to put up triple doubles and just mm-hmm. go crazy. Life is well down there in Atlanta. It seems that uh, they're getting along just fine, and. I guess the beef with John Collins is smoothed over as well. Front office didn't budge, kept the man in the fold, and things are working out. You wanted to talk about one team in particular. And no, it's not the Brooklyn Nets. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers. What do you got to say about potentially the best starting five in the league? Bruv, if they, I think I said it before, but if they can trade for a sniper the the sky's the limit if they could get themselves a kyle corver type of dude jj reddick type of dude just because lavert's not the greatest three-point shooter neither garland and mitchell aren't like snipers they can obviously hit the three but that big two in the paint defensively the only game they lost was fucking the season opener to the raptors and that was a sick Mm -hmm. game and garland left that game after i think 11 minutes or so just came back. I think he just played his second full game against the Lakers today. Smoked the Lakers. Love to see it. But yeah, with a whole season ahead, they're already gelling this well, man. Eight eight wins straight. Like I really, really, really like this team. Sky's the limit for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it's good to see, man. All right, Ghost, any last words? Davis, I released a nice... Brown on your head. Laos, I'm coming for you next week, dog. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you all next week. And if you're in Buffalo at the Bills game, Bills versus Vikings, hit us up because we're going to be there, man. Yeah, holler for the tailgate people. Anyone in Buffalo, we out here. (laughs) 